I want to say to you today that this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Did you hear that? That is a promise to all of us. Each day is a gift from God, but in that promise is a choice. A choice you have to make, a choice I have to make. I was raised by an incredible, not raised, loved, I was raised by my mom and dad. I said that incorrectly, but was spiritually raised and influenced by the most beautiful grandmother on earth. And she told me, Lisa, every day you get up. It is a gift. Put your feet on the ground and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a choice. I got up today. I said that and I had to make the choice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We have the opportunity every day to rejoice in the life that God has given it, has given to us. So I pray that we will choose to do just that. Will you pray with me, please? Jesus, thank you. Thank you that every single day is a gift from you. That every day, Father, that you give us life, we know it is fleeting. We say goodbye to people that we love so dearly. Today, I remember my grandmother, and I know she's in heaven with you. Today, I remember my dad, and I know he's in heaven with you. And today, I remember Claire, and I know she's in heaven with you. I love her sweet spirit, God, the encouragement that you gave her, the way that she hugged so well. And Lord, I pray that she has the best seat in the house today. Father, we know that we have the ability to make a choice, to say this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So today, Father, bless us, encourage us. May nothing I say be anything but what you want. Please, Father God, bless every word. You've given me a voice, and I pray that it will be used to bring you glory and to bring others, Father, to know you. We love you, precious Father, and we thank you for today. And today we say, you are our Heavenly Father. Happy Father's Day. We love you. Amen. All right, I'm going to choose to use the other mic as I move over there because you can see that I move too much and it's just going to freak them out the whole time because I'm going to go in and out. Thank you. So, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Okay, I have a secret for, well, it's not really a secret, but I have a truth to share with you. Moms, you're awesome. I am one. I love being a mom. We celebrate Mother's Day, but fathers, you're our favorites. You are. You're the ones that we have so much fun with. You let us do things that mom goes, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, you'll hurt yourself. Oh, that's dangerous. Dads, you're the fun ones, and we love you, and we celebrate you today. Do you not believe me? Just watch this.
Did you hear the gasps in the room? That was from all the women. The guys loved it and every smile was on those kids' faces. We love dads. Dads are fun. Dads are the ones that play with us, coach us, put band-aids on our scrapes and our wounds, or if you were in my household, spit on it, rubbed it in, patted you on the bottom and told you to walk it off. They pick us up when we fall down. They grill the best meat. They encourage us to ride our bikes without the training wheels. They let us jump higher on the trampoline than mom says we're supposed to. They let us eat ice cream for dinner because, I mean, after all, it's got milk in it. They buy us our prom dresses, our uniforms for our teams or Cub Scouts. And we know they provide for us because, I mean, they go somewhere all day long. Dads are bigger than life. A dad who does it right is a hero in the truest sense of the word. My dad was my hero. I adored him. I wanted to be everywhere he was. He played baseball, so I played baseball. He loved outdoor activities, so I loved outdoor activities. He loved the Ohio State Buckeyes, and I'm still an Ohio State Buckeye fan. He loved the Oakland A's, go A's, we killed them last night, and I'm still a loyal Oakland A's fan. Win or lose, doesn't matter. He'd never drive a Ford. I've never driven a Ford. There's no reason, just because he didn't drive them, I don't drive them. He loved his family, and I loved my family. He told me that I could do anything I set my mind to, and I believed him. He told me that can't died in the poorhouse, and so I became an overachiever. He told me I could do anything any boy could do. So I mowed the lawns, took care of the horses, rode them, fed them, set them out. I hit the ball farther and threw the ball harder than any boy on my team. My dad was my hero. If anyone hurt me, I ran to him. If anyone made me feel bad, he defended me. My dad was bigger than life. He treated everyone our entire block to ice cream, threw us all in the back of his pickup truck. Yes, it was illegal, didn't matter, he's the dad. And he drove us all over the neighborhood. He told me he loved family. He told me he loved family trips, and he told me that he loved family holidays. And I believed him. I was 16 years old when I picked up the telephone 
and I heard her voice. She was yelling at my mom, and my mom was crying. I heard the words that made me freeze with fear and disbelief. It couldn't be true. But I had seen the signs. My dad was gone a lot, but he owned his own contracting business. He had jobs out of town all the time. He'd be gone sometimes for weeks at a time, but it was okay. We could finally have McDonald's for dinner and pancakes even sometimes, B for D, as my grandkids call it. I will never forget the next words that I heard. I will never let him leave me, her voice said. If he does, I'll kill myself. What was she talking about? But I didn't have to ask anyone to know who he was. I knew from the desperate cries and sobs coming from my mom. It was my dad, my hero. I fled. I ran as fast as my feet could take me, miles to my best friend's house. I sat on the edge of her bed and I sobbed and I cried and I cried and I cried till I couldn't cry anymore. But I didn't fall apart. I went back out the door and I walked down the street back to my house with confidence. I mean, after all, my hero told me I could do anything I put my mind to it. I could fix this. But you see, pebbles had been thrown at my perfect glass house. The house that my hero lived in. The house where I was safe and protected and secure. Slowly, those cracks turned into gaps. Gaps that got too hard for me to fix, too hard for me to repair, too hard for me to plug. And before I knew it, that glass house had shattered all around my feet. My dad walked out our door and he abandoned me and he abandoned our family. I walked again another time to the bottom of my closet and I sat there for the longest time throwing shoe after shoe after shoe at the back of the closet. I didn't have any words. My heart was broken in as many pieces as that glass house was in laying around my feet. My spirit started to dip so low that I felt no one would ever find me again. And then I heard his voice loud and clear, like he was standing right beside me. I am your father. 
I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I love you. You are my child. He was right beside me. I was never alone. His arms were wrapped so tightly around me that I felt the love of my heavenly father like I had never felt it before. Hebrews 13.5 says it. I couldn't have quoted Hebrews 13.5 that day sitting on my floor, but I knew it. God spoke his truth to me just like he's speaking it to you and I right now through his word. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am your heavenly father. He was. He was protecting me. I could trust in him. I could start to lift my head again and regain hope. And he was going to help me persevere. You see, that's what an earthly father does. Good fathers like you, they love their children. They hope for their children. They believe the best in their children. They persevere. They teach their children to keep on keeping on. But you see, there's one big difference between Father and Heavenly Father. We sang it in the song that we sang this morning when it said, perfect in all your ways. See, I can't claim to be perfect. You can't claim to be perfect. Oh, I try. I think I get up most mornings thinking, I can do it today. I can't be the perfect mom. I can't be the perfect wife. Jim doesn't have to tell you it's true to believe it's true. It's just true. You know, in fact, if you think this is easy for me, you don't know me. It's the hardest thing I will ever do. I love my dad. I only want to honor him and respect him because that's what God tells me to do. But if you put me up on a pedestal, I'm going to fall off quick. By the time I get in the car with Jim today to drive to celebrate Father's Day with our kids, I will have already blown it. I will have told him something I shouldn't have said. I will be thoughtless in some way or another because I'm not perfect. Neither was my dad, but my heavenly father is. And you have a heavenly father that is. Because here's the difference. The love of our heavenly father always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, his love never fails. I can't use words like always. I want to. I want to tell my kids, I will always love you. And then I say something that totally hurts their feelings or destroys them or I forget something I'm supposed to remember. I'm so flawed, I don't always do it on purpose. I don't think I ever really do it on purpose, not with my kids anyway, but I blow it. I fail them. I want to be the wife that God wants me to be for Jim, but oh, I blow it over and over and over. I cannot say always. I cannot say never. But my heavenly father can. And he does. 
I will always love you. I will always protect you. You can always trust in me. You can always hope that tomorrow will be better. And I will always persevere. I will never give up on you, Lisa. I will keep on keeping on and keeping on because my love never fails. That is the love of our Heavenly Father. Earthly fathers, you are so important. Oh, we desperately need you. God made it that way. In fact, he could have called himself anything he wanted. Do you know that? He's God. Lord of the universe. I am the great. There you go. That's not what he does. He quietly whispers, I'm your father. You're my child. He paints that perfect picture for us. Not because we told him to. God, guess what? I have this great idea. I think if you took a man and a woman and you took them, and then they had kids. and the, No, we didn't do it. He did it. We're just living it out because we're his creation. But he is our heavenly father. He loves us so much. These are just a few of the promises that he makes us. For great is his love, the Father's love, the heavenly Father's love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. You know, that love got demonstrated when we took communion. You know, we do it every Sunday. We do it so often sometimes we forget the power that it holds. We took the bread that represented how much he loved us by breaking his body, how he was tortured, how he was scorned. And then we take the cup that represents his blood as he died on that cross for you and for me. That's how much he loves you. You are his dear, sweet child. He doesn't bang you over the head with a Bible. And if anybody's done that, I'm sorry. We all make mistakes. That's not how he loves you. He tenderly loves you and draws you close to himself as a father draws his child to himself. He loves you. I love the way the New Living Translation puts it. For his unfailing love for us is so powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Again, one of those words I can't say. I'll love you forever. I'll be, I did on our wedding day, I'll be the best wife forever and ever and ever. And then, you know, I'm sure before we even got to the reception, I'd let him down. Forever is a word only God, the heavenly father, can say. Forever. I will love you forever. If you're hurting, if you're wounded, he is your perfect heavenly father. If you are an imperfect father, grandfather, son, he is your perfect heavenly father. If you feel like you don't fit in any category at all, he is your perfect heavenly father.
His love for you is so great. Psalm 4, your love for me is very great. You've rescued me from the depths of death. Do you need rescued? Do you need resurrected? Did you hear that song they sang? You know, it doesn't take us dying and getting to the grave for us to have graves. We need to be resurrected and get up out of. I love that song they sang. What grave is keeping you down? What grave do you need to be freed from? Is it fear? Is it self-doubt? Is it lack of self-worth? Is it mistakes or circumstances that you have found yourself in? Is it sin that you've brought upon yourself and you just can't get rid of it? God says, "Uh uh-uh. I love you so much. My love for you is so great that I have rescued you from the depths of whatever holds you down. Be free, child, because you're mine and I love you. 1 John 3, 1 says, see what great love the Father has lavished. I love that word. I just love saying that word, lavished. But when something's lavished on someone, it's not just, uh, good day, here you go, see ya. No, 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 no. No, they roll out the red carpet. They make it look good. They buy you the best of whatever it is they're giving you, and they lavish it on you. They spend time. They tell you. They love you. God lavishes us with his love. Why? And it ends with this, because we are called children of God. That's what we are. You're a good, good father. If he's a good, good father, and you can raise your hands in your heart or out front physically, and you can say that, then that means you are his child. You are called by him. You are loved by him, and he loves you. He's your perfect heavenly father. He loves you so very much that he doesn't just say, call me father. Now, I never called my father father. Just going to be real with you. If I would have, I would have been mad. Yes, father. You know what? Wow. I just got scared thinking about that. I wouldn't have survived that. I mean, I wouldn't still be standing. He would have known that was a disrespectful term. I didn't call him that. I called him dad most of the time. Daddy, I'm sure, when I was little. But guess what God says? You're my precious child. I love you so much. I've called you to myself, and I want you to call me Abba, Father, Daddy, because you are my precious child, and I love you. Romans 8, 15, and 17 tells us that. You have received the spirit of sonship. Ladies, that's men and women. Mankind is men and women. Sonship. You are a daughter of God. You are a son of God. And he has loved you and said, you belong to me. 
and you can call me daddy. That's intimate. When I think of the term daddy, besides these beautiful little babies that were up here being dedicated to God today, I think of the picture of my son. Six foot three, 200 plus pounds, holding his tiny new baby girl. She's tiny. I don't know where she gets it. She's thin and she's tiny. She's not even three months old yet. And he holds her in his hand and I just think, oh, daddy. That's what a daddy does. She doesn't even know how much yet that he loves her. Daddy. You think of that precious child that needs you, needs protection and needs love. Daddy. And he tells us, you are my precious child. Call me daddy. Abba, Father. These promises are not just mine. They're yours. You see, my father made lots of mistakes, my earthly father. But the minute that God spoke to me, that's us, and said, I am your father. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I had a choice to make. So do you. You can believe it. I could have wallowed in that. Oh, man, I could still wear those scars. I could walk around with gaping wounds. My father abandoned me. But God, my heavenly father said, no, that does not give me the glory. You let it go and you forgive your dad. <laughs> I didn't do it just like that. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, we had lots of conversations. I'm hurting. This is not what I wanted. He shattered my perfect glass house. Lisa, <laughs> that house had to fall because no one's perfect. Not your dad and not you. But you see, here's the truth God showed me. He spoke the same words to my dad. He is my child. I love him. I died for him just like I died for you. Forgive him. He loves you. It's just not the picture you wanted. And so I forgave my dad. And that started the process. But it didn't finish it because I did my part. God certainly did his, but my dad had to do his. Many, many, many years later, my dad forgave himself. And when he forgave himself and he humbled himself and gave that issue of pride over to his heavenly father, then the most beautiful thing happened. Those pictures that you saw of my dad holding up that baby, it obviously wasn't me because Jim was in one of them. It was his first grandchild. That's me. That's my first birthday. That's before my dad gave his life over. But as he held up his granddaughter, he had forgiven himself. My dad was a good 
dad. But my dad was a wonderful grandfather. All 13 of his grandchildren adored him and loved him. And after that pick, he holds her up on the refrigerator with one arm. I'm telling you, only dads. I was having a heart attack. Jim was like, yeah. God restores. God puts back together. God takes what we destroy and ruin, and he makes it complete. And he allows us to have what I got. I got a fairy tale ending. Because my dad forgave himself and accepted the love of his heavenly father. And so God answered my prayers and my grandma's prayers. She got to meet Jim seven months before she passed away. And she said, oh, Lisa, he's who we prayed for. Jim has his own story to tell. I come from a broken home. He comes from a broken home. But together, as children, healed, loved by a perfect father, we prayed to raise a godly heritage. To say, I don't have to accept what was done to me in my past. I don't need to live that because I get to live a brand new life. Oh, that's what I want for you. Step out of whatever grave you're in. Let go of whatever consequence that is holding you down. You don't have to live that way. We have a heavenly father that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will take all those broken pieces and I will rebuild that house. And it won't be made of glass this time. No one can shatter it. No one can break it. No one can destroy it because it's a heavenly home. And it is perfect because my God is perfect. That's one of my favorite pictures because probably because it's right before our kids got married. I still had them to my own, but you can see there's a little guy in there and we all four chose him. We chose him. God called us to go to the Mathari Valley. If you don't know anything about Kenya and the Mathari Valley, let me tell you this, I can hardly talk about it. Because when God told me to go, I said, no. By the way, don't recommend that. Most of the time he'll go, really? You gotta go now, because you're not being obedient. I said, no, I've seen the pictures. We have a mission there, we support it. I know what happens over there. I mean, that little guy, they don't shave their heads because they're cute, guys. They shave them because they're riddled with ringworm. He can't have hair. They shave his head, and if he didn't get to come to the school where we met him, he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't have those clothes that are on his back. We chose him, we sponsor him. And we chose him at four that day as a family because Jim and I still sponsor him. Our kids now are married and they have sponsor kids of their own, but they still love Dalvin because we pray for Dalvin. We love Dalvin. We got him at four because we wanted to help raise him up out of the slums, up out of the circumstances that he finds himself in, give him an education so that someday he doesn't have to return to the slums. That is Brian Dye's family, not just mine. That's my dad's family. That's restoration. 
That's what only God can do when you let him. We have a choice to make. Will you believe the truth if you didn't count? I read six scriptures. <gasps> That's a drop in the bucket. Put in love on one of your tablets. Put in God's love and watch what pops up. There are so many scriptures that speak the truth that I've just shared. You are God's precious child. You belong to him. He has a perfect plan of restoration for you, and he wants you to live it. Will you do it? Happy Father's Day.